Good afternoon. Welcome to this afternoon's edition of the Richard Urban Show. I am your host, Richard Urban, coming to you from Historic Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. We bring you news and views from God's point of view. Today is the second in this series on absolute sexual ethics, and we're reading the speech on that topic by Reverend Sunman Moon, and we're very happy to have as our guest today, Andrew Derricutt, and he'll be commenting and we'll be discussing. So now I'd like to, um, I'll share on the screen and read from the second installment of Peace Message 10. Respected leaders from around the world, what do you think is God's ultimate purpose for creating human beings? It is to experience joy through relating with ideal families filled with true love. What does an ideal family look like? When God first created human beings, he made Adam, representing all men, and Eve, representing all women, with the intention that they become owners of true love. Then what was the quickest way for them to cultivate a character of true love? Simply put, it was to secure a parent-child relationship with God, whereby they could live in attendance of God as their father and form a model family embodying God's ideal of peace. They were to have followed the path of living as one family with God, experiencing joy eternally. God created Adam and Eve and installed them as the first ancestors of humankind to form the model family and establish the ideal of peace. He committed himself completely to raising them as his son and daughter, who were to be encapsulations of the entire cosmos, mediators between the spiritual and physical worlds and lords of creation, and who would be joined with him through true love, true life, and true lineage. Ladies and gentlemen, it was necessary for Adam and Eve to establish a model ideal family of peace. God, the absolute being, created human beings as his children nor to instill in them absolute values on the basis of an absolute standard. Thus, human beings must follow the way of that absolute standard in keeping with the demands of the heavenly path. This means we must follow our destined life course in order to attend God, the absolute being, as our parent. In other words, for people to perfect themselves in resemblance of God and obtain the stature of people of character who can be called sons and daughters of the absolute being, they must follow the path based on the absolute standard God has determined. The essence of this path is a standard of absolute sexual purity. The first stage is maintaining absolute sexual purity prior to getting married. After we are born, we go through a process of growth. We pass through infancy and childhood in a very safe and secure environment, embraced in our parents' love and protection. We then enter the time of adolescence, which signals the start of a new and dynamic life as we forge relationships on a totally new level with those around us, as well as with all things of creation. This is the moment when we begin to travel the path to becoming an absolute human being, internally through the perfection of our character and externally by reaching adulthood. Yet, at this time, there's an absolute requirement that people must fulfill, no matter who they are. This is required maintaining their purity, which is a model of absolute sexual morality for human beings. God gave it to his children as their destined responsibility and duty to be carried out in order to fulfill the ideal of creation. This heavenly path is thus the way 
toward perfecting the model of absoluteness and conjugal love. What was a single word, the one and only commandment God gave to Adam and Eve, the first ancestors, upon their creation? It was a commandment and blessing to maintain an absolute standard of sexual purity until God's approval of their marriage. We find the basis for this in the Bible passage that indicates that Adam and Eve would surely die on the day they ate of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. If they had refrained from eating and observed heaven's commandment, they would have perfected their character and as co-creators stood with God, the creator, as his equals. Furthermore, they would have taken dominion over the creation and become the lords of the universe, enjoying eternal and ideal happiness. It was God's blessing that he told them to preserve their purity so that they could wed as his true children through his marriage blessing, become true husband and wife, become true parents, and give birth to true children. This knowledge deepens our understanding of this commandment. It is connected with the principle of absoluteness and conjugal love, which is a principle of God's creation. The profound truth within God's commandment has lain hidden throughout history. Human beings must inherit and live by model absolute sexual purity that is intrinsic to God's ideal for creation. This is so that they might perfect their individuality as God's children and establish themselves as lords of creation. This ends the um, part three, part two rather, reading. And I would like to get at this time, Andrew, your comments on this reading. Yeah, this is, uh, this is like very fundamental stuff. We need to really connect with God and also have like a, a true understanding of, of God as not somebody that um, basically follows us, but we need to connect with the absolute God. And I think a lot of times we don't realize quite what that means we were reading um with reading the bible again so you got to leviticus and uh very very specific things about what you can and cannot eat what uh, constitutes something which is pure or clean what constitutes something clean and unclean and very very specific rules and uh, very meaningful rules also that we basically lost god we lost the purpose of life we lost the purpose of creation we really do need to reconnect with that and um quite frankly without god anyway you know the life is kind of me it is it is it's meaningless meaningless <laughs> so we really need to connect with god in order to give meaning to our lives and we need to become absolute and become like a visible expression of the invisible god in a unique image and uh, i find this uh this speech is like really incredible. And if we understand this, then we can read the Bible and not just read the bits that we like to read. We can understand also these like troublesome bits like Leviticus or, you know, all this stuff, you know, it's like very specific things. And it repeats, you know, many, many times about, you know, how to deal with this thing. And also uh, Aaron's sons, they made some kind of like basic mistake and they died on the spot, very similar to Ananias and Zephira who right. died on the spot when they did something wrong. Hmm. His two sons, Aaron's two sons, because they made some uh, sensor out of uh, uh, smoke or incense and they weren't supposed to do that. And they just died. The fire consumed them. So yeah, we don't realize, you know, what it means to be, you know, 
uh, children of an absolute God because we have been living without God and become accustomed to living without God. We also never got through the third stage of the growing period. Mm-hmm. Well, what would you say, like, so uh, this section talked about God's purpose of creation and we're talking about an absolute standard and rules. So yes. I know Leviticus has different rules about dietary <laughs> and other things. But in this day and age, what would you say, and also based on the speech you're reading, is the most important rule or rules? And what is the purpose of creation to summarize for our viewers and ourselves? Well, we need to have no contradiction within ourselves. We should really be mirror of God. You know, and the purpose of creation is like really amazing. It's a realization of joy. Good gracious me. You know, in our life, we face so much frustration you know, in relationships and uh, all kinds of like problems with things that don't work properly or things that seem to be reliable, then when you need them most, they fail. You know, we need to become like totally reliable, totally without any kind of like hidden agenda. You know, what we say and what we, <laughs> we, we think about, it's gotta be one, you know, and then we can mm. really enjoy, honor, praise, glory to God, you know, just by doing this. Realization of joy is amazing. Sounds like the first blessing, being fruitful. First blessing. This is a game changer, by the way. Once we get this first great blessing, and we were blocked at the top of the growth stage for all of our lives, all of human history, tens of millions of years, we couldn't get beyond the top of the growth stage. So the fact that this is opened now because of the Lord of the Second Advent is absolutely incredible. That this stage. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, and it's not just those who are following True Father. True Father said, there's better people than you who haven't joined yet. <laughs> so I think, you know, the people, generally people, if they're a good character and goodwill, they're actually accessing this uh, third stage of the growth period. Mm. Right now, you know, and, there is and it's the a satanic, satanic version of the new woke. But actually a real awakening is taking place right now. Throughout the whole of the world, people reevaluate, especially in this year 2020. I think this year 2020 has been a huge shock for many, many people. Well, it's an interesting year, that's for sure. What about the idea of apps? Oh, go ahead. ahead. Church is closed without a whimper. That's Mm. awesome, you know? That shows how weak the churches have been, and they needed some feedback to show them how weak they were because they closed without a whimper, basically, Mm. even Uh in America. It's Many like did. Show. Yes. That's a and, good point. That's an interesting uh, way to look at it. Know, uh, what about the standard of absolute sexual purity? That's emphasized in the reading. It as the uh, like the commandment, the one and only commandment. You want to comment Absolutely. on that? Absolutely. Don't eat of the fruit. Don't touch it. Don't even think about it, even in a dream, you know? <laughs> so it's like very, very clear. If you, the day you eat of it, you die. And they did die. That The moment they ate of it, they died. It wasn't just in a day. It was in a moment. It was like that. It was in a very a short Spiritual time. death, right. Yeah. And tens of millions of years in measured time to restore that 4,000 biblical years until Jesus but it was tens of millions of years in measured time because they just measured the generations and they only counted the good generations. Like you don't, you don't, don't know the name of Noah's wife, right? No. Yeah, there you go. So all these generations that weren't good, they're not mentioned. You don't know their names. So there's like one name and then there's like hundreds of generations and another name and then hundreds of generations, another name, 10 generations, 10 good generations, millions of, t- father said tens of millions of years. So, you know, when Jesus said, I'm coming soon, that was no lie. 
you know, 2,000 years compared to tens of millions of years is soon, okay? <laughs> I mean, seriously. So the fact that we're living in this time now, 2020, 100 years after True Father's born, is totally amazing. And I think, you know, this is a pivotal year. I think a lot of this uh, craziness that we've been experiencing throughout the world, not just in America, throughout the world, you know, will will die away, will mitigate from next year. I think from November the 3rd, okay? <laughs> I hope so. By the way, get out and vote. I well, personally yes, am supporting right. President I can't, Trump. I'm a legal alien. Okay? Oh, dear. Okay, well, I'm voting for President Every person I meet, I, I state, you know, I like, your, I like your country, I like your president. Your president is awesome. <laughs> and, uh, you know, people don't know how to, to reply to that if they don't agree. Right. You know, right, because right, right. he is awesome. And also Pence was really good yesterday, right? He was. He was. Yeah, he spoke yeah. clearly. I mean, there is a divide of good and evil. I don't see it as like a Democrat-Republican thing. Although, you know, sometimes it seems like the, you know, it seems one side is closer to God than the other. But ultimately, I think it's a, either we're recognizing God and his purpose of creation and we're not. So, mm -hmm. you know, like Reverend Moon referred to that as like head wing or Godism, that yeah. kind of idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard on the radio today, I'm not listening to 88.3 The Wind anymore, if you know what that is, Christian radio station. I'm listening to some uh, talk show and they were saying that, uh, you know, this, uh, the grand old party, the GOP, is also falling down on the job. They're not really fighting the Democrat Party as they should. And I was uh, a volunteer in the midterm elections, but they didn't even, they didn't even ask me this year. I can't believe it. You know, it's like a really important election. I was doing canvassing. I was going door to door. I even went to when President Trump came to Springfield, Missouri. We were doing like, um, you know, these clipboard things. And I've got a lot of experience for this because of True Father. I had two clipboards, <laughs> not just one. And I got twice as many names as anybody else because, you know, when somebody was doing it, I had the other clipboard, somebody else and doing these things, you know, this uh, right, right. about, you know, what people thought about, uh, about President Trump, you know, and all this kind of thing. And, uh, but this year they didn't, they didn't ask me. So I think the GOP is also falling down on the job. And President Trump is not a Republican. He's an awesome person, you know, standing on the side of heaven who happened to be in the Republican Party because they chose him. If they didn't choose him, he would still be, you know, doing what he's doing as an independent, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. It's yeah. not, the traditional party system is definitely got serious issues. Because I, mean, I really feel it was a duopoly before. It was like two parties like we had in England with the Conservative Party, the Socialist Party. They're the same, you know, they're the same. doesn't matter who you vote for, the same people are pulling the strings. And we've seen that with the mainstream media right now, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of issues. I don't know if exactly. I don't know who believes the mainstream media anymore. They're not reporting about this um, debate last night. Hmm. I don't because even bother to hear their commentary. I saw them debate and turn it off. I, I don't yeah. want to hear their, yeah. I have my own commentary. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. So, yeah. yeah, well, let's, uh, getting back more to the speech, you know, what do you think, what's the best way or that Reverend Moon was returned or Father Moon or True Father as, as uh, many know him as, as I do, what is the best way to prepare for a successful conjugal relationship? 
in the, in the sense of what what the speech is talking about. Well, I think the core of that is Hundoke, you know, and you're reading this piece messages. This is also part of Hundoke. It's part of like the home study. We need to become familiar with the word. I agree. We become we need to become the embodiment, substantial embodiment of the word, just as Jesus was a substantial embodiment of the word. A true father is a substantial embodiment of the word. It's opened the way for ourselves to also connect with that, but we need to study the word. Um, I agree. Like I, that in this speech is laid out, and the other similar speeches in the peace messages, which is a collection of the mm. um, seventeen speeches, then. And you can find a link to the different textbooks at visionroot.org. I'll put the yes. um, So um, there, you know, then Trufa talks about the God's word and the blessing as a dual method. The, mm -hmm. That would be the blessing of marriage, which we'll talk more about later in this series. The dual method of bringing salvation. So we have this method of salvation available and ideally not just me on the visionary channel but everybody should be on their channel giving this message to their adherents friends family you know followers whatever yes that's right we should become representative of it's essential. Uh, true yeah or true parents representative of true parents yeah exactly we yeah need we to... need the word and these this kind of word and the blessing which hmm. does go beyond race, religion, the idea of the blessing, you know, think about if you have former enemy races, you know, intermarried, they can't take right. their own children. This is actually right. the very methodology that Reverend Moon has laid out for world peace. That is, and even saying that even if it takes thousands of years, that must be accomplished. Yes, it's inevitable. And I think it's unstoppable in spite of all the crazy things that have happened, you know, since uh, Reverend Moon ascended, um, all kind of confusion, but actually the, the root is um, incorruptible. I think it's unstoppable. It's uh, something which is inevitable and it will sooner or later take place. And I agree, it, you know, it's, it's inevitable. Uh, we we still have our responsibility, but it's inevitable. Yeah, because there is a victorious foundation and you know, I suggest to our viewers, do study the words, go to visionroot.org, head over to the resources. You'll find links to the different textbooks. Do sign yes. up for the daily inspiration. You'll get readings from Reverend Moon and also the Bible every day. And you mm -hmm. certainly can comment and grow through that. Yes, that's very good. Well, uh, uh, what other, if any, words would you like to share as we wind down this section of, of the reading on this speech? which is titled The Family Root in Absolute Sexual Ethics, which is the model for God's absoluteness, peace and ideal and the global kingdom. Yeah, it's uh, really the Christianity. The reason why it was weak is because it has not connected with the Lord of the Second Advent. So Jesus gave spiritual rebirth which means that you are reborn through Jesus and the Holy Spirit, but it is a spiritual rebirth that cannot be bequeathed to your children. Your children also need rebirth. So the Lord of the Second Advent created the condition whereby you could be reborn in such a way that you pass on pure lineage to your children. And just like Adam and Eve, they were born pure, but they fell. And also somebody who's got this also has to be aware they should not eat the fruit before they're supposed to, otherwise the day they eat it, they will die. This is like for eternity, this is existing. 
that we should not eat the fruit prematurely, otherwise we will die. But we need to be reborn, and uh, we need to, Christianity absolutely needs to connect with the Lord of the Second Advent. And until they do this, they will be ineffective. And also, in some way, in some way, I've kind of given up on uh, church Christianity, because uh, my the precedent is that the uh, first chosen people, the nation of Israel, still, after 2,000 years, does not recognize Jesus as Messiah. So, you know, by extension or by parallel, the church Christians, they're going to be the very last to find out about Lord of Second Advent. So I've kind of given up on church Christianity, and uh, my um, outreach is uh, for people in different fields of human activity, you know, like politicians and business people, mm-hmm. educators, and uh, this kind of thing, artists, and uh, not be so concerned about, you know, winning arguments or trying to con- converse. Yeah, it is problematic that many times those, you know, faith leaders, call them, or the pastors, whatever, mm-hmm. are stubbornly said they don't really want to hear about it. And they can yeah. also lead other people i.e. congregants in the wrong direction. And in yeah. that sense, if that trend continues, I agree, that's just going to decline further and further and become irrelevant. I mean, we should certainly still, you know, put this message out in such a way that they can catch it. Yeah. And that they will never be able to say, well, you didn't tell me. You know, I say, well, I did tell you. <laughs> I've got this and this and this and this. Yeah. What I've done. I've you probably know. been to 50 different churches, maybe more than that. And yeah, some of them, yeah. I was pretty good friends with the ministers. And, you know, yes. some of them did did listen, but many, you know, it's hard. They should really, um, we all have to seek humbly, you know, and repent and hear, yeah. hear the message. Yeah, totally, totally. You know, the, the, the fact that the first chosen people made this humongous mistake it's like a salient and permanent reminder that we also could make such a similar kind of humongous mistake. It's not easy to see from God's point of view. This is the first fallen nature, inability to see from God's point of view. It's huge. We yeah. don't realize because we're inside the problem that we can't see, you know, in, a, in, a, in a, a way of clarity. We absolutely need to pray constantly, as it says in the Bible, so to speak. And then, you know, you've got some kind of chance to, to, to be able to see from God's point of view, to come into alignment with God. God is really absolute. It's astonishing, actually, you know, how mankind has like become accustomed to living, living apart from God. It's as, astounding, actually. You know, God is our Father, and God is. Yes, yes, there is a, awesome a trend of returning back, yeah. but it it is um, is a uh, consciousness. Yeah, you know? dark warning, like you said, the fact that maybe most many uh, Christians we should understand that before Jesus was crucified, who were the followers who followed Jesus, exactly. and when he was crucified. Well, there was only one, the thief on the right. That was the only follower at the end. Hello, all other followers like St. Paul and the apostles, that was after Jesus' resurrection. So if you couldn't recognize Jesus, how are you so sure that Reverend Moon isn't the Lord of the Second Advent? Hello. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, to remind them, even rub their noses in it. You know, because it's like it's like a, a reality which you can't get around. 
humongous yeah. mistake humongous mistake and then you know the christianity is like the second israel and it's like the incredible warning that jesus gave and i always think about uh, you know jesus warned peter before the cock crows you will deny me three times mm. that's a very specific warning a very short-term prophecy and what did he what did right. he do with very short he said that will never be me i will die with you and the other disciple said the same thing and the very next morning you know before the cock crew twice he denied jesus three times that's astonishing you know and we're the same you know we think it will never happen to me like uh, you have to engage with that and all these warnings that jesus gave to truly take them seriously and i think christianity needs to be reminded of that actually but I think there are many, many sincere Christians who are standing on the side of heaven. For example, President Trump is still alive. That is awesome, you know. <laughs> if, if there weren't good people on the side of heaven, he would have been assassinated already. Amen. Yeah. Yes, we have to the pray for his protection alive, and his well-being, uh, which I do. Awesome. And also that Mike Pence is still with him and uh, still, you know, solidly supporting him. And it's, I think this is a truly amazing nation. Uh, America, I'm truly grateful to be here. Actually, I think I said that the last time I was with you. <laughs> All right, yeah. welcome, welcome back to the fold after we yeah. rebelled yeah. against the mother country. <laughs> I'm a legal alien, <laughs> a legal alien, a legal alien, legal, right. legal, legal. That's which means it. I can't vote, but on the other hand, I regard President Trump as my president. Yeah, this nation is my nation. I've got an American flag outside our, our door. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to wind this segment down. Do join us <laughs> next week. We'll have another great guest for part three of 10. And I mm. hope that you will be blessed. And we will see you next time.